Welcome to The Flywheel, an Amazon podcast hosted by two Amazon strategic account managers, PPC experts, and automation geeks. Whether you're a seller, an Amazon agency, or a vendor, we've seen it all, and we're here to talk, discuss, and share. My name is Tommaso. My name is Courtney, and welcome to The Flywheel. All right, Courtney, so favorite episode of the season so far the lazy episode how are you are you excited i'm very excited uh wait you cannot be very excited about the lazy episode you just need to be okay with it i'm uh that's the problem is that i'm excited about being lazy that's like ultimately my my biggest fault i think that that can be problematic but let's explain to our dear listeners what we mean by the lazy episode yeah uh so tomaso and i uh we record this podcast weekly and i think uh for the last couple weeks we've been there's been a lot of momentum and today when we got onto the the zoom meeting to chat we both kind of looked at each other and we just said i'm really tired yeah it's been a long and exhausting week i think amazon never stops so we never stop and so sometimes we look at each other like who is making us do this yeah (laughs) we're just really tired and uh the thing is is that we still have to do our jobs right like we still need to record this podcast we still need to uh respond to our clients we still need to do things despite the fact that we're not feeling it because we're so tired nothing changes but i think the the where the genius comes in is the fact that we have drawn inspiration from our tiredness to uh, find a episode topic for this week and so by what we mean by lazy episode is really the fact that what do you do what do you check what do you have to do when you're feeling like you don't want to do your job but you do have to check amazon to make sure you are doing everything right and everything is running smoothly so what do you check you have five minutes what do you really care about on amazon yep perfect so uh the idea here is what happens, yeah, just like Tommaso said, what do you need to look at if you have five or ten minutes and you don't really want to do anything? What can you do? So well, I was going to say, Tommaso, I definitely know this feeling, uh, but I'm interested to see what you think is most important or what you would actually do in those ten minutes. Yeah. So I don't know. I think everything comes back down. I think we're going to actually have going to have very different approaches because we're very different in, I think we're different in what we would prioritize. Here's what I would look at. If I had five minutes to look at Amazon and make sure that everything is running smoothly, the first thing, the only metric I would check is impressions. Oh. Hot take. Huh. What do you say to that, Corny? Did I I throw a curveball at you? (laughs) You did. You did. Uh, uh, I think you're about to explain and it's going to make all the sense in the world but I have no idea what you're going to tell me because that is very surprising. Let me put it this way. I come from the assumption that if I am the one checking, I spent a lot of time on my campaign structure. So my campaign structure is already perfect. I trust my campaign structure. And that's why I say campaign structures is number one reason why Amazon accounts fail, but it's also the number one reason why Amazon accounts are easy to manage. If you have a good structure, you trust it, you know it's doing the job. So really, when you trust everything else, I only look at the at the source, right? If you, uh, if you trust the river, just look at the water it's coming in. And the one thing that ultimately turns into orders, turns into sales, revenue, all those things that you care so much about, is impressions. As long as impressions are coming in, 
the, your campaigns are doing the rest of the job. So I check if impressions are down from between the 30 day period and the 30 day before. I also check the two weeks, even if, you know, contentious, but I just check two weeks before, two weeks after. I will probably assume that there will be a slight decrease, but usually it's manageable because it's not orders, impressions are attributed a little faster. Mm -hmm. um, and if I see that everything is stable, I don't worry and close my laptop. Okay. Uh, so I, I can see that. And I completely agree with you that if you have spent the time to make sure that your campaigns are the foundation of your campaign, the structure, if that's all set, then you can have peace of mind. Um, there's a saying that my dear friend Tyler once told me, which is, uh, you can sleep when the wind blows. It's a whole allegory. You can look it up, but that's the idea here that if you've done the hard work up front, you can relax during the storm. And so if you've set up these campaigns, then you can actually take your lazy day and just look at impressions. I would say though, that impressions are scary to me because Amazon controls the impressions in ways that you can't. So I would take the approach of what can you control? Check that first. So I would go in and I'd look at the 30 day average and I would say, what does my pacing look like? I want to make sure that I'm not spending outside of my budget. I want to make sure that day over day, those impressions have led to roughly the same amount of clicks if my goal is maintenance. And has there been any changes to how much I'm doing, how much I'm spending each day? This is called a pacing check. And agencies would do this. You would literally pay someone and someone is literally doing this probably every day for your account. But if you're the one managing the account, still needs to be done. And so I would look at the pacing day over day and make sure that looks good. Okay, so different approaches, the same outcome. Uh, you just double check really quick how you're doing. Um, is this it? Is this the, I mean, I guess if you have only five minutes to check, you can only check one thing, right? Yeah, but I think that uh, this is, this, my, my approach is maybe two clicks to get your answer, a little bit of a hover. Uh, the next thing that I would do is I would say, is there something that maybe is a red flag that I need to spot really fast? And that would give me, again, more peace of mind knowing that like, not only am I spending the same, but there's nothing that's like, bleed there's no bleeding. And in Celix, actually, this is one of my favorite things about Celix. It's so easy to check this one thing. You can't do it in the Amazon UI. But if you're a Celix customer, I would go in. And I would do the pacing in Amazon because uh, you want up-to-date information there and Celix is always 24 hours behind. But I would have the Amazon UI in one screen and then I'd have Celix in the other screen. And I would do the same time period of 30 days and I would go into the targets tab on the optimize tab. And I would sort by 10 clicks and zero orders. It's a little smart filter. This will show me all of my targets across all of my campaigns in one view. And if I sort by spend, I can now see what my highest spending targets are that have resulted in zero orders for me. And if that has any red flags, I can make actions straight from that page. So I can uh, decrease the bid. I can pause it if I need to. I can uh, make sure that it's in the proper campaign. And really, that's also something that probably takes about five minutes. I mean, the action part probably takes about a minute. The analyzing part probably takes about four minutes or so while you're like looking through everything. But those two things right there, if that's all I have time for that week, I would consider that 
a good check on optimizing. Yeah, and it's a very good, in a, you also have a good return on the investment of time that, that you put in, especially because whenever you filter out on Amazon for things that have zero orders or zero sales and some clicks, ultimately you're identifying ad waste more, uh, more likely or something that it's about to result in ad waste. So I think that if you have a little time, uh, those five minutes are very well spent because you could save money. And I always say, ad waste needs to kind of be projected into the future, right? In the kind of potential investment return that you could have gotten by reinvesting that ad waste in your best performing campaigns. So whenever you look at all of your targets with zero uh, orders and 10 clicks, if you sum them together, let's say that you get $1,000 of ad waste, you can also multiply that by your average ROAS or the ROAS of your highest uh, converting campaigns. And that's what that's the actual number of money you could have made by not having that target in. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly it. I think I would just use the caveat of even though something didn't get an order yet, doesn't mean that it won't in the future. So you're really needing to look at the relevancy of these keywords too. Yeah. The easiest thing to do is that if something isn't relevant, yes, get rid of that. If something is relevant, maybe it just hasn't had a chance to shine, but that's why yeah. you can make action from this page. You can just decide to, to decrease the, the bid, for example, so that your actual spend is lower over time. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of what you're saying of like give every keyword a chance. Sometimes things don't get an order now, but they would in the future. That's when I think that's where the analytics can take you only so far. Okay, we have identified the targets that don't work, but then your advertiser brain, you know that your product, you know your category better than everybody else, you know your customer better than everybody else. Look at the keyword and simply ask yourself, would you search your product that way? Would you click on it is, is does it make sense if you have faith keep it in there you'll always know more than just a bunch of numbers yeah and it's funny that even in this lazy episode we can go on and on about the insights that you can gather from just a quick check in amazon and there's so many things that you can look at and you can tweak and that's really what you're doing every week you're going in yeah. and you're being curious and you're looking at the data and you're letting the data tell you something I think people feel like they don't have the know-how, that they didn't go to school to learn this, or that they're actually just an entrepreneur and they don't have the right PPC brain. But I think that that's the beautiful thing about PPC is that everything that you kind of need to know, you either are seeing on the screen in front of you mm -hmm. because you have the data, and then the rest is in your own brain because you're an Amazon shopper. You've been buying things your whole life. Yeah. You have what you need. That's so true. And honestly, like, I know I sound like a grandpa that says the same thing over and over and over. But uh, I mean, arguably, a lot of people have told me that I have the soul of a grandpa. Uh, but you don't have the face of a grandpa, Tommaso. That's good. The face <laughs> of, a, of a beautiful child. <laughs> <laughs> I do look 14. That's why, honestly, if you're a customer of mine, and you've never seen me with a camera on, it's because I look too young. <laughs> you would think I'm a baby. Uh, but no, I, I'm a face of a baby with the soul of a grandpa. And I'm here to tell you, look, invest in your campaign structure early on. Because when you have the campaign structure, then working on your Amazon account doesn't take long. Yeah. You should not be spending two hours in your account working. If you have the right structure, it's so fast to identify where the problem is. It's so fast to take action in the right segment where the problem is. And it's, it's you know, it's little check-ins of like 10, 15 minutes a day to just do those little tweaks. And, but it, it shouldn't be taking you hours of your day. So yeah. just keep that in mind. Yeah, I definitely agree.
I, I know this is the lazy podcast and maybe we could cut it short, but I do have a surprise question for you. Oh. Uh, something that I've been getting from a lot of customers that I think it's one of the hardest things to explain. So I'll just throw it out there. Let's see how it goes. Okay. I'm going to be a customer and I ask you, how is it possible that I set my bid type, my bidding strategy on Amazon as down only, but then Selix can increase my bid. Huh. Uh, well, that's just because you are talking about the difference between your how Amazon has their bidding strategy and in the auction versus the fact that Selix or a human could go in and manipulate that bid. So the bidding strategy doesn't have anything to do with whether or not you change bids. It just has to do about the auction and how Amazon actually will charge you for a click. Thank you, Courtney. Uh, you have done a great service to humanity out here and to me because I get asked this like at least once a day. I was like, how is it possible? I was like, those are not the same thing Yeah. at all. This is completely separate. So just keep in mind that you can set fixed bid. You can set down only as a bidding strategy on Amazon in your campaign setup. But then an automation software can always change your bid up and down because they're very two very separate things. Other bonus question, Courtney. Mm -hmm. So if I set my bid to up and down, can Amazon overspend my daily budget that I set? Uh, technically, Amazon can uh but they don't charge you for it so if they do if they do accidentally go over your daily budget there's actually a report that you can pull that shows that they will credit you an amount um this can happen because occasionally amazon can uh they open up inventory you'll get like a big influx of impressions back to the idea of why i don't always look at impressions because there could just be a upswing in impressions from nowhere that's just amazon doing amazon's thing um, so that can happen, but what is actually happening with when you do up and down is you're tapping into Amazon's buying data, shopper data. So Amazon knows all of us very, very well based on our prime memberships and our, uh, Amazon accounts. So they know whether or not it's very likely that, uh, Courtney Harrington, the person that is shopping on Amazon right now is likely to convert on this product because I have converted on similar products in the past versus if Courtney Harrington's never really converted on any kind of product like this before, that's data that they'll use to actually encourage or put a product in front of me based on the likelihood that I will convert. And you, the, the advertiser, can say, it's more important to me that Courtney sees my ad and I'm willing to spend more to make sure that Courtney sees it because Amazon is going to put that in front of her and she's going to probably buy. And so that's why you would choose that option. Courtney, thank you so much for explaining this. You have done, again, a great service to humanity and me. Uh, I get also get this question all the time. And honestly, it is something that when I started doing Amazon, I could not wrap my head around. This all bidding up and down, setting your budget, giving Amazon the freedom to do whatever they want with your bid, which is a little odd because to me, it's like going to, I don't know, the butcher and say, hey, I want a steak. You pick the price. The price on the tag doesn't matter. 
you just do you. If you think it's worth a little more and I should win it, just increase the price. It just doesn't make any sense. Like in real life, it doesn't make any sense. But ultimately, only Amazon could get away with it. No, I can give you another food example in which we are okay with this. When we sit down Let's at go. the sushi counter and we do the, the chef special and we just Omakaze. tell them. Yeah. Oh, thank you for knowing the actual word for that, Tommaso. Of course, uh, I got you, Courtney. And I just say, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of uh, of eel, but everything else is good, and I already know what my what the price of that is going to be, and I just let him have free range. So I give him or her my uh, the guidance of like this is where I don't want to go, uh, but other than that, you can go, you can do whatever so you need to. You're telling me that the Amazon auction system is just like an omakase dinner at Nobu? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that uh, you just have to make sure that you're always in control of what you can be in control of. So uh, if you are able to put in the parameters that you need to on Amazon, then you can let Amazon do what they do best. And another beautiful closing with some very wise words from Courtney. Thank you so much for listening in. You can always send us questions through Anchor, or through a voice note, or by emailing us directly at defywheel at sellix.com. Leave us a comment, follow us to get updates, and we will see you with a new episode next Wednesday. Have a good one, everybody. Peace.